everyone, and welcome to Multimedium, presented by the Midwest Podcast Network. I, I always uh, forget to say that. Presented by the Midwest Podcast yeah, 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 it sounds so prestigious when you say presented by. It does. It does, doesn't <laughs> yes. it? Um, I, always, I always laugh uh, anytime I'm watching pro wrestling on, on TNT or TBS because um, they always uh, advertise uh, The Flight Attendant, starring the Big Bang Theorist Kaylee Cuoco, yeah. but it always is presented by Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> And it's like this dramatic show, like it seems like it's just yeah. funny to me. Like it's like it's the the Papa John's logo is always right underneath the flight attendant logo. Right. Anyway, so yes, uh, Midwest Podcast Network. Do is they the, serve uh, Papa John's on planes now? Probably. Their spirit seems like they would. For sure. Uh, yeah. So they are our Papa John's, the Mid- Midwest Podcast Network. Um, thank you for joining us on Multimedium. If this is your first time, maybe you're a big Mega Man or Proto Men fan, and good for you. Um, that's wonderful because I am too. Uh, if you're joining us because of the subject matter here, we are Multimedium. Uh, I am Willie, and my co-host is Tim. Tim, yes. Uh, and we discuss adaptations. Um, uh, anything from books to movies to video games to uh, rock operas to musicals to board games to we've uh, settled action in, figures. And I think this is probably how it's going to be because we've settled into like nerdy stuff now it's it's what we like yes <laughs> i mean and, and not that not that i mean like here's the yeah. thing and i'm gonna mention it right now is if you have ideas based on what i just told you if you have ideas for something you would like to see covered something interesting or off the wall or uh that you you want to hear us talk about whether you love it or hate it or you want us to experience it either way um shoot us an email uh podcast at gmail.com um, that would be awesome. That's probably the best way to suggest things to us. So please feel free to shoot us an email there. Um, we're also on Twitter, we're on all the social media stuff. So look us up there. But yeah, let us know because we've got um, primarily we're going to be sticking to the stuff that we know and love. Uh, we have a, 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 our sister show, which has been long running, Horror Movie Yearbook. Tim and I are the host of that show as well. Um, we get to really go nuts with our love of horror, which is kind of our mine and his biggest shared passion. Um, however, him and I like lots of other things too, and this is our nice outlet to discuss the other things we like. Yes. And maybe introduce certain things to each other, because I, I think say, we've yeah. done that. I think we've done that in the show, which is kind of cool. What was the one we did right before this? Uh, we did Alien 3. Oh, that's right, yep. Which was an interesting episode. A little off the beaten path for us, because calling it an adaptation isn't exactly right. But um, And even this, I, I would I would count this as an adaptation. It's just, it's a reinterpretation as well. I, and, I hate getting into these, like... And this was brand new to me. I... Had only heard certain Proto Men songs. Mm-hmm. I had Couple. heard mostly their covers. Yeah, and I'm familiar with them from hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. And I have not, and we'll get into it. But Mega Man is pretty much new to me at this point because I have not played it in probably a good twenty something years. And I would so. guess that I would hazard a guess that the time when you played it back when you were ten or, or six or something. You probably played a small bit of it, and that was about it. Like you didn't like beat the whole game. Yeah, I don't think so. Right yeah. back then, I, I would very much think not. <laughs> probably, probably not. You'd be surprised. I'm better. Like there's some games I can't play now that I was like really good at back then. Ah, uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of suck at the Mario games now. The older yeah, Mario I'm games. Not great at him. Um, yeah, he slides a little more than I'm used to. <laughs> oh, he's a little slippery on yeah. the feet. Um, not that I don't love those games, but anyway, so thank you for joining us. We hope you guys, uh, enjoy this one. We hope, and go back, listen to all of our other stuff. We've done a lot of cool, cool episodes, I think, uh, covering a wide range of topics. So please, please check those out and, uh, be sure to check out the other, uh, Midwest podcast network shows, uh, horror movie or book we mentioned before. The Midwest game nerds are always putting out new content. So please check those out guys. Thank you for supporting us. All right, man. Yeah. Let's dig in here. This let's is a uh, multimedia Mega Man and the Proto Man. Okay. Cool. 
first of all, we got to talk about the thing that came first, which of course is the video game series um, created by Akira Kitamura, um, legendary video game creator. Um, but later on, uh, Kijay Nafune, who worked on the original game, kind of became the godfather of Mega Man, the guy who kind of shepherded the series forward throughout its various iterations. And there's been about a billion spinoffs of the Mega Man franchise. Um, <laughs> yes, the, the Wikipedia and the what's the Mega Man one called? What's the Mega Man wiki called? It's called... Um, the one that I was oh on today God. because I was called? clicking I've around. I've, I've been on it a billion times and I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> uh, Mega Man homepage is a fantastic website, by the way. Okay. Um, I'll look for it while, we, while yeah, you check go, it out. go I into I like all those this. cleverly named Wikipedias. Uh, uh, these games were published by Capcom, one of my favorite video game uh, developers, uh, certainly. I'm a big fan of Capcom. I love Resident Evil. We've talked about that on the show before. Uh, like me some Devil May Cry, some Street Fighter. The Capcom's always put out good stuff, I think. They've had their ebbs and flows, certainly, but I think that they've always been pretty consistently good. Um, like Mega my- Man Knowledge Base. Knowledge Base, yeah. yes. Yep. MMKB. MMKB, yes. Remind me of New Kids, yeah. I've been on there a few times. Um, the Mega Man series, in, in its original iteration, is a 2D side-scrolling game, very classic-style gameplay you start on the left side of the screen, you work your way to the right side of the screen, and at the end of the screen, there's going to be a boss. Um, however, the difference with Mega Man versus, let's say, Mario, or um, uh, I guess Sonic would be another... Sonic came later, but another good example of a side-scrolling game, um, is that you had a, kind of an open world available to you in a certain way. Before open world games became a thing, and now they are the thing, right? Everything's got to have a... like. It's, it's like, make a bigger open world... That's the goal now, I think, for developers. Right. Make it more complex, um, which is cool. But this was kind of, I think, one of the first instances I remember of seeing a game that gave you the freedom to choose your path, to decide what, what, where you wanted to go first. So, uh, with the exception of the first game, interestingly enough, uh, you'd have a choice of eight different levels to choose from right out of the gate and you could pick which which boss do you want to go battle with first and they all of course they had themed levels some were like lava based or ocean based or forest based very classic kind of yes. old school video game art style and stuff like that but i think the brilliance of it was that you would go to these levels in any order you so chose but if you beat a boss you got their weapon which you could now use against other bosses and each boss was weak to another boss's weapon so it was this kind of cool like round robin type thing where you could if you could find the path you could have a really easy time getting through the game in terms of bosses right but if you didn't you would struggle a little bit more and I, I that's why I always loved Mega Man out of the gate was like wow I have the choice to do this I can I can fight Iceman first or I can fight uh, you know Bomb Man first whatever I always I always dug that and that's something that continued all throughout the series up it, until its most recent even and it's also fun for someone like me who is not good at this game especially the first one who goes I can't beat this right now now Tim I don't want you to feel bad because the first game is legendarily difficult <laughs> two two was fun two I was two's a nice uh, two I was nice, getting yeah. into yeah two two I went okay three I didn't play enough of because I was kind of stuck on two because two was the one I could tolerate three's my favorite is three your favorite yeah, okay I three should, is I've got the I've got the ultimate collection out. I'll probably play three a little bit. Three's um, my favorite. I think it's the best in terms of the old old NES. Game. Yeah, I mostly got a taste of it, but but the nice thing about like one and even two to some extent is like you could uh, keep dying at a level and just go screw this. I want to go try another. Guy. Absolutely, yes. it's cool and it gives you the free. As a kid, if you got frustrated, you could take a break and play a different level. Right. You know. Um, I should mention before we move on that uh, the music in these games rocks. Yeah. So just the the chip like the the eight bit. Uh, compositions are like 
awesome to me. And you may hear a little bit of that in a couple of the songs. A tiny, tiny yes. bit here and there. Yeah, they don't overdo it too really, but there are moments where they they throw in the little. I think little, there's one you have marked on here later in yes. particular that yeah I yep. think around the bridge. It yes. Um, the first game in the series was released in ni- released in 1987. So um, I was a year old and you were three. I would be three. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for the Famicom, or NES, as us American folk knew it. So this was not an arcade game. This was not an arcade game. It was, this was it a, went this straight was a to console NES. game. Okay. Yes. Um, since then, there have been over 50 games released under the Mega Man banner in various series. Mega Man X, Mega Man Battle Network, Mega Man Zero, Mega Man Network Transmission, Mega Man... So many. You said your favorite is three? Mega Man 3 is my favorite from that classic NES series, yes. Okay. 100%. Do you have a favorite other than three that outside of that classic NES series? That yeah, you're yeah. I like Mega Man X. Mega Man X? Okay. The first one, like a lot. Okay. I've played that game a hundred times. Okay. Uh, I just find it to be super fun. And I've like my, my dark horse, my black sheep, is Mega Man 7. Okay. It's the only Mega Man, classic Mega Man, not Mega Man X game, released on the SNES. And it was like right at the end, of, I think, of the console's life cycle. And so like nobody bought it. And it kind of got crapped on a little bit. But I, I like love it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Mega Man has been uh, adapted also into multiple animated TV shows. Uh, the one I remember mostly would be the Ruby Spears 90s cartoon, which lasted for, I think, two seasons. Yeah. Yep. I, and I vaguely recall that one as yeah. well. Yeah. It had that really killer theme song, the Super Fighting Robot. It's really sweet. <laughs> Um, check that out on YouTube. Um, awesome. So um, now let's talk a little bit about the Proto Men. What are the Proto Men? Uh, they're a band. Uh, they're a group of uh, musical misfits, kind of. Um, they formed in 2003. Um, they're primarily made up of um, uh, MTSU school of music uh, students. Now, is that uh, Middle Tennessee State? That is Middle Tennessee State, yes. No, and, I, uh, have, they, uh, I have. <laughs> Do you know what the uh, what's the what's the mascot for Middle? So here's State? the thing. Do you with, know? No, so here. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, I think they are the. Uh, no, no, I've got to. The reason I stopped you here is because I have to let you know. Oh, they're the Blue Raiders. So Middle Tennessee State. The Blue Raiders. Michigan State basketball okay. in the last ten years has had two times that I thought this team could win a title. One of them was the COVID year where they canceled the tournament, and the other was the year when Middle Tennessee State hit every damn shot oh, <laughs> and knocked them oh, off so as you a, got a bit of an issue with. <laughs> so it's so I was off on a bad foot here with. Uh, but t- I'm just joking. I just had to stop. Yeah, it there. yeah. You and the proto men were already off. To a <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but so, they would win me over, just so you know. Most of these most of these folks in the band uh, did go to MTSU. Uh, they are recording program graduates, and they wound up joining together to work to meet their like their project deadlines for class, and um, they had to record music to to make grades. For school, and right. that's how they recorded the first album, which is kind of sweet. Um, their first live performance was in April of 2004. Um, now, the band is, they have an interesting kind of, I don't even want to call it, meta is not right. Um, they have an interesting sort of story within a story thing, right? Because they're, they're, they're telling this, their version of the Mega Man story through their music. But they are also playing characters on stage in a lot of ways. Like, like uh, I'm sure that it's you could find it, but they don't use their real names at, on stage. They use very fake stage names. The lead vocalist, Panther? Uh, Raul Panther the Third. Okay. Yeah, Raul Panther the Third is the lead vocalist. And he's and, one of the original And that's not his real name? 
It is not. Okay. Um, but uh, speaking of Panther, uh, I got a quote from him from an interview in 2009. Uh, he said, we basically gathered up all of our good friends from the local rock bands of Murphy's Bro, uh, tied ourselves together and tried to walk, and somehow it worked. At the time, we noticed a void in rock and roll, a hole that could only really be, fil- really be filled with grown men and women painting up like robots and playing some fierce and furious rock music based on a 1980s video game. We were fairly certain no one else was going to fill that hole, but by God, it's filled now. You can thank us later. Um, I got a list of influences here. Uh, Sid Mead, interestingly enough, which actually makes a lot of sense to me when you listen to kind of the future they're describing. There's a lot of Blade Runner-y type yeah. stuff going on there. Um, uh, movies such as Eddie and the Cruisers and Streets of Fire. For sure. Yes, yep. especially in the second album. Absolutely. Um, books, I like Atlas Shrugged, 1984. Um, the only one I w- maybe you know this because I know you're a, you're a proto-man and you're a big fan. And yes. You know, the only other um, influence that I could see on here that maybe, and maybe this plays into a lot of the science fiction, there, there is... Um, Metropolis, the oh, Fritz Lang movie. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. Yeah. But a lot of that that influenced like every science fiction movie from there. But that's I true. specifically got it from yeah from a lot of the lyrics as well. So I, I would not doubt that for a second. Um, they also mentioned uh, in terms of musical inspirations, uh, uh, Sergio Leone Sergio Leone scores, and you can hear that a lot in the second album. The the, the first and second album are very different. Yeah, the second album and the second album it's cleaner. It's it's Streets of Fire based. I'm a big Streets of Fire fan, so uh, it's got a lot more. Yeah, Streets of Fire is kind of a western. Yes, anyway, it it's kind element. of like a western yeah. movie. Anyway, so I can see that yeah. as well. Um, uh, musical groups like Radiohead, Sticks, Toto, Queen, and Alabama. Okay. Um, I should note that they've only released two. They've released more more than two albums, but they've only released two of their three. Their planned three act story. Um, so. Uh, Act three has been we've been waiting on that for a very long time, like a and it's absurdly long time. Um, they're but, still uh, together though; they have not. No, yeah, they're yeah. still together. Yep. Okay. A couple lineup changes, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, but uh, they have mentioned that they don't expect the story to end well for humanity. So, and I should mention, uh, Capcom uh, has actually like is, is is happy with this. Like they they've approved the band, they've endorsed them, they've they've promoted their stuff from time to time. So they're they're clearly not perturbed by what. The proto men are doing. No, it's cool. It's nice. And yeah, I, I, I'm curious sometimes why because I would think this gets more people into Mega. Man. Like it's not. It's certainly gonna, not going to drive people away from Mega Man. I would. I would hope Capcom or anybody involved would support something yeah, like this. Yeah, I would. I would think so. And, and, I, and I don't think they're like they're doing enough of their own thing with it to where they're not stepping on anybody's toes or anything. Yes. I mean, it's Mega Man, yes, but it's not. Now, and the other thing I would assume is they're not selling like a like license like with Mega Man's face on it. It's no. all their own characters that they have. Their merchandise and stuff, you're not going to see Capcom Mega Man on the on it. It's right. just not. It's not a thing they do. Um, they've had some merchandise and stuff that has like art that you could interpret as their version of that character or a different character, but generally, no, they don't. They okay. Don't do that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, man. So uh, that's the Proto Men. Um, I would say listen to them a little bit before you listen to this because I just don't feel like you're going to get as much out of it. Um, it we're going to play some, some yeah. clips and stuff. But I think, you know, I'm not telling you you have to listen to everything. If you don't like them, you don't like them. It's all good. But I would say, like, give them a listen so you can get a vibe for what they're doing here. And maybe uh, as we go through these songs, listen to the songs, and then maybe pause us and then move we're forward gonna, if you want. Yeah, we're going to play some of the songs, and I'm yeah. going to splice in some of the um, 
and I'll get to it. It'll only be about it'll be snippets of the songs, probably yes. like twenty or thirty seconds of yeah. it, because we don't want to play the whole thing. Um, but I will give a taste of it, and I think it's a good. Re- the songs Willie picked these out before recording the songs. We're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, I think it's a pretty good. It's mix. a good representation of them musically and as well as the story yeah, that they're telling as well. It's tricky, but yeah, for sure. Okay, so should we talk? Okay, let's talk a little bit about because uh, this is my first experience. Of and course, before we yeah, dive yeah. into the. Um, dive into the listening party we have here i want to talk a little this is my first experience and yeah so the games all right yeah, real yeah, quick yeah, let's talk games <laughs> let's talk about how these aged for you because yeah. as well so the the first game i mentioned i bought i played this on switch and i was playing on the handheld mode you're playing the collection whatever the latest the ultimate collection ultimate. or yeah. something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so it has the first six or seven games cool. on there yeah. so and I'll probably, like I said, I'll probably dive a little bit more into three. I mostly played one and two, mm-hmm. mostly two, um, but one was one was too hard. For it's me. brutal. <laughs> it's yeah. so brutal. Yeah. The thing is, too, and I mentioned Mario earlier. Is Mario has a certain weight to him when he jumps, mm-hmm. and that is the weight I'm used to on a platformer. You got to reconfigure completely. Yeah, Mega Man has a completely different yeah. weight. He's he's heavier when he. I actually think Sonic, in a weird way, is closer to Mario with how he lands and jumps at times. There's a slide there, and there's a floatiness to his jump. Like yes. there's a lightness and an airiness to the jump. Right. It sounds so silly, but it's true. But with Mega Man, there's a he- there's a weight to that jump for sure. Yeah, you like you feel like when he jumps, he's gonna come down quick. So you've got to for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't used to that. Yeah. There's the rewind button that really helped. So if you like get hit by something, um, yeah. that helped. Two is the one though that I played the most, and it's the one I remember the most. Did you beat any Robot Masters in two? Did you make it through any of the? Bosses? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I the took Robot care of... Masters are the bosses at the end of each stage. That's I definitely it. did not beat it because I wanted sure. to get to three too. But sure, I yeah. like I remember Airman. I yeah, remember Bubble yeah. Man. I remember Wood Man. I remember those are the ones I remember. I yeah, was kind of yeah. yeah. So the plot there isn't much of a plot to these games. It's, it's essentially it's an NES game, right? So it's these are this is kind of what I wanted to ask you too. Yeah. So I know that they talk a little bit about the instruction manual. Cause of in, in the, so the story for the games were they included in the instruction manual for these games originally or how did that work oftentimes with these with most of uh, most like certainly 8-bit games and even 16-bit games you didn't get a lot of story from the game itself uh, I, you know unless you're playing like, like an rpg like a final fantasy like you're gonna get story there that's kind of part of the the gameplay but like for like a, I mean, think about Mario. You didn't get a story in Mario. No, he's like a, he's like a plumber. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't really technically you didn't know that. I think that's like something that you was learned right after. <laughs> but like if you flip through the instruction manual in any of these old NES games, there's always a page or two that's like, here's the plot and the characters. So like as a kid, I always would re- I, before I I would. I would calm myself down when I got excited about playing a new game, and I'd sit there and I'd at least read those pages of the instruction manual. So when I went into the game, I was like, now I know who everybody is. So you could transport yourself. Yeah, into I could the be world. kind of like be more into the world, um, which was hard sometimes. I just wanted to play the damn game, but um, but uh, yeah. So so a lot of Mega Man's certainly the early plot of Mega Man uh, in those first few games, which are the games we're going to be talking about, and the games the Proto Men were inspired by, is those first three in particular. Um, a lot of the plot you would get from the instruction manual. Right. And what plot you wouldn't get from the instruction manual, you'd get from like maybe like a brief opening cinematic. Two has something, right? It, it has, has that a... sick 
where the high rise he lifts up the high rise and he's at the top of it. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. Which they actually like reference in one of their songs, which is kind of cool. Now three has some plot in the game. Three has right? a little bit of plot in the game because we should talk about three's plot because it does. Now that is where Proto Man is introduced, right? Yes, to the series. Yes. Explain Proto Man to me because I did not get to that point in the game. Yeah, yeah. I did some reading on it, but I want you to explain it to me because yeah. that's what the Proto Men have based their name on. Sure, absolutely. And Proto Man's a main character in in the in their music. So Proto Man is is. So there's two doctors, right? There's Doctor Light and Doctor Wiley, and we'll talk more about them. But right. Doctor Light, the first um, robot he built, uh, you know, on his own as a creation that would have a certain degree of free will and thought was Proto Man. Okay. Uh, and in the games, he builds Proto Man, and there's a defect in Proto Man that's going to cause him to eventually break down. That's going to cause him to fall apart. I think combust, basically explode. And he's got anger and resentment towards his creator, his father, because of that, and kind of takes off on his own. And eventually shows up in Mega Man, you know, in, in Mega Man Three, and fights Mega Man a couple times, not like to the death, but like almost like a rivalry thing, like uh, testing him. Okay. And Mega Man has no idea who this guy is, and finds out later, like, oh, it's technically my older brother. If we want to, you know go with that thought process. Um, but Proto Man has always been in the games. He's not a bad guy, um, but he's not really a good guy either. He's very... Um, he's very roguish, you know? Like, he's okay. the guy who shows up. He'll save the day, but he's not going to stick around for everybody celebrating afterwards. Like, he'll, he'll, help, he'll help fight the bad guy, but he's going to, like take off afterwards i'm trying to think of another very wolverine-esque that, right? yeah it was wolverine was the one that he's popped kind of in my head ass. yeah but like he does the right thing right yeah yeah so that that's that's proto man an anti-hero if you will an anti-hero yeah, yes. yeah for sure no, do you have proto man up on your uh i, I do yeah. okay so really has a a collection of mega man toys up here that's proto man there okay and his cool yellow scarf. Yeah um, yeah Willie was just showing me proto man's yeah, favorite proto man and then uh, i'm showing some toys to tim now there's Dr. Light. That's Oops. Dr. Light. Oh, he fell. <laughs> He'll be okay, though. Mega Man will save him. Dr. Light there. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, so Proto Man shows up in, in, in Mega Man 3. You don't really know as a gamer, like, who is this guy? Why does he keep picking fights with me? Is he good? Is he bad? What's the deal? And then you find out later on in the game that it's Mega Man's brother, and he kind of... Almost Dr. Light's dirty little secret in a lot of ways, you know, if you want to dig deeper into it. So, Mega Man 3, do you remember when that came out? Was it like 90? I think Mega Man 3 was 89, maybe. I'd have to take a look and make sure, but I, I can I can check. Okay. Yeah. The, I guess the question I had then is, but I guess they formed in 2004, right? So, by that point, I'm just trying to think of when, like, some of the deeper, like, Mega Man lore. Yeah, like, when the... I mean, if there were comics or manga or yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, by the time cartoons, that, by the yeah. time this or band animated formed, yeah. there were certainly there was a Mega Man cartoon, a couple of those. Um, there had been Mega Man comics of a couple different from a couple of different things. Um, there were art books released, and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, the the world had been kind of padded out. So the Proto Men weren't necessarily they weren't painting with like a a blank canvas they had stuff to pull on outside of these games by the point by the time they had yeah for sure yeah what's funny is like and i think they mentioned before like they didn't want to dig into like that like any of that later stuff in the series like they that didn't interest them like they okay. wanted to stick to those that's why you'll notice in the in the music there's only a couple of characters really that come from those early games that they they touch upon they don't really you don't dig into like uh 
base from Mega Man 7 and 8 or like auto from Mega Man 5, 6 or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like they don't care. They, they don't seem, they seem very focused on just keeping it simple. And those first, those, those first few. Three, okay. Or so. And um, yeah, so it's, I think they could pull on some of that stuff, but it almost seems like what they did to me was say we kind of all like Mega Man. We all grew up with it, right? And like, wouldn't it be cool if we told a Mega Man story, but we used every musical and cinematic influence we ever had and just took Mega Man and his characters and threw them into something that was like a hodgepodge of like right all of our interests. So that's where I think you get into like the Streets of Fire thing or um, the Sid Mead stuff from an art perspective. And then musically where you get a lot of the influences. Like, I think it's 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 almost like they didn't have a blank canvas by any means. There was stuff out there, but they didn't, they definitely limited themselves in terms of like what they wanted to pull from, I guess. And that is, I mean, uh, I mean, just off the top of my head here, the first, so like that is something, I mean, Mega Man, so here's the thing, and I, I mean this in the nicest, like in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the, like, this is, this is super nerdy. Oh, yeah. Like this proto it's like for sure. super nerdy. And the only cool thing is if I, I feel like, and I, maybe, I, maybe I'm biased, and I, I, well, no, I, I do have a bias, but you can totally disagree with me, and that's fine. I do feel like if you didn't know they were a Mega Man thing, and you were just listening to a song, you were just like light up the night, right? Right. You wouldn't know, I don't think. No, you know I don't I mean? think so. You'd think, oh, this is like an 80s inspired song. It's whatever. Cause, yeah, because the group. Or the outfit that kind of popped in my head and where I was going is um is Wu Tang Clan yeah because they are essentially I mean they when you listen to a Wu Tang Clan album there are influences from kung fu movies you hear clips from old kung fu movies I mean Wu Tang is yeah Wu Tang yeah Marvel comics they have yeah. Marvel comic movies there's um, albums that are based on old Jalo movies and stuff like that so like it, that's kind of what happened so like this isn't this isn't new it's just it takes the first time I heard, I went, "Whoa, Mega Man!" <laughs> like that's a that's a video game. But we've kind of that's what musical musicians, musical artists do is they take their influences and they make yeah. something of their own. And this just so happens to be Mega Man. Mega Man, yes, yeah, yeah for sure. So that yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. So yes, and yeah, this was my first time listening to the Proto Man. Yeah, and I think we're about ready to start listening. But yeah, sure. Just so Willie, I know you've gone to see them in concert many times, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. This, yeah. Five. And you've seen them in Nashville? I, the first time I saw them was in Ann Arbor. Okay. At the Blind Pig. Okay. And then I went to... I I went to Warp Tour just to see them. Oh, were they at Warp Tour? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I literally, like, I went to Warp Tour, saw them, and left. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. How long ago was that? I don't remember. Okay, for some reason, I, remember, I thought I remember you doing that. You were that, around. Was I around? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. That God, was, yeah. We've known each other for a long time. <laughs> we have, yeah. Yep. So that there were, that was the second time. Third time we drove down to Nashville and saw them for, uh, they released a, a single. Okay. So we saw them for their, like the release party thing. The fourth time I saw them in Grand Rapids. And then the fifth time I saw them in Pontiac? At the... um. What's that venue in Pontiac, Michigan? I can't remember. I saw him there. I'm blanking on it, but yeah, I know where you're talking about. Yeah, that sounds right, right? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them there. So I'm at five now. Yeah. (laughs) So so you were coming into this, you were a fan. A fan, yeah. uh, This is the first time I've ever sat down and listened to a whole album. And why you asked me my opinion, and I texted you. And so 
I think after this, I am like, I told you, I'm a proto-man respecter more than like a fan. And it's because, and I don't even know, like, that is, like I think they are very talented musicians, obviously. Yep. I like a lot of the songs. Mm-hmm. It's just I personally can't connect to the Mega Man aspect knowing it. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now, if I were to just sit down and listen to it, well, I mean, for, for instance, I really like some of their covers that I've yeah, listened to. Right. Um, the Because the Night cover in particular, where yes. they do both the Patti Smith and the, and the Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen yeah. version. I like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so, musically, it's cool. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they do both versions. but We should mention they have a cover album as well. Yeah, called The Cover-Up? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is a soundtrack album to an in-universe movie. Okay. It's like It's a movie called The Cover-Up that's released in the Proto-Men universe. Right. And it's the, it's the soundtrack to the... <laughs> so, <laughs> so they even keep that kind of... So I guess yeah. If this were if this were something if this were a rock opera or rock album based on something like maybe I had a little bit more familiar or more X Men before X Men or like Evil Dead or Ninja Turtles that's more your (laughs) thing yes or something like that professional wrestling like something that I was like super into I could see it but I definitely respect it and I think these are yeah I I definitely liked listening to them and yeah. I really I got kind of caught up in the story too from a music perspective you, you dig it you're cool yes. with it but you're not going to wind you, you're not going to be some sort of like go and see them five times person right yeah and that's yeah for sure so cool sure. alright so are you ready because normally what we do I think on here is we kind of go character by character but I think yeah. we're, we're going to do something a little bit different this time this is our first music based Right. Yeah, episode. So right. we've got another one we're thinking about. Yeah. Mama yeah, Mamma sure. Mia. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so do you want to get us started here? Because um, we're going to start. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of a listening party. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through. And I think we're going to start. We're definitely going to start in the first on the first album. Yeah. Do we mention that the second album is like a like a prequel? Uh, do you want to set up the story of these two albums real quick before we get into it? Yeah, okay. Just the basic story going into it. The first album, the original Proto Man album is called The Proto Man. I think it's been re it's kind of been repackaged as Act 1 Hope Rides Alone after they decided to do a three act thing, but it's called The Proto Man. Um and uh it is about a not a post-apocalyptic world, but a very dystopian um future in a city, an unnamed city. That's kind of watched over by this man uh, up in this tower, Dr. Wiley, who has created machines that police the people and keep them suppressed, but keep them fed. So he's kind of, uh, he's got this very, no one ever is going to speak up against him and no one's ever going to fight back against him. But uh, he's, uh I don't know, perhaps very Putin-esque in a lot of ways. Right. Just more technologically inclined, I guess. Right. Um, and his former partner in robotics, Dr. Light, Dr. Thomas Light, is has built um, a fighting machine man, part robot, part man, basically, to combat, um, combat Dr. Wiley, his former partner that's kind of act one story where it kicks off and it kind of goes from there and then act two digs back into how did this city that we're in uh, fall under the power of of dr wiley what how did the two fall out where did they start 
what caused things to get as bad as they did when where you see them in in the first album. So yeah, cool. So yeah, prequel yeah. to. So we're gonna start in Act One, the yeah. first album, and the first song, and Willie kind of grab three from each album. And it's tricky because it's a full story, so it's like yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. But we think these three kind of, and this will give us a jumping off point to t- talk a little bit about the characters. But the first one is called Unrest in the House of Light. And I am going to play this one right now. There was another who came before you. He was a hero and your brother and my son. He fought the darkness, the darkness won. And he fought bravely. But he was forsaken by the ones he wished to save And when he died, he died in vain You need to know Okay, that, so that was Unrest in, in the, the House, House of, of Light. Light. Yep. So, Willie, explain that one to me. I've got the lyrics here. I've, yeah, I've done my research. Yeah. But explain it to me. Explain it to the listeners what we're dealing with here, what, yeah, what, what the yeah. story is. So, at this point, um, Dr. Light has created his, his first son, basically, Proto-Man, and sent him into battle against uh, the forces of Dr. Wily. And that is Dr. Light we hear singing there, yes, right? Yes, that is his voice we hear singing. And, and, and Panther does some stuff with his voice to kind of change up characters. Like it's him still, obviously. Like you can tell it's a it's Panther singing, but he does some s- different little things with his singing voice. To you can tell when it's light. He's a little gra- more gravelly and right. Um, he's a little more screechy when it's Mega Man. A little bit more intense. A little bit more Mars Volta, as you mentioned. Right, Mars Volta. Here is yeah, a little bit more. For some reason, Eddie Vedder, like Eddie Vedder. It sounds. He's, I never, he's doing a very like a very Eddie Vedder. I never went there, but yeah, hundred yeah. percent sounds like that. Um. So yeah. So this is Doctor Light, kind of. He's he's lost his first son Proto Man in battle with Doctor Wily. Sent him sent him after Doctor Wily, and he failed and he was crushed. Um, and not a single person that was in the crowd witnessing this battle joined in to help Proto Man as he was being killed by Wily's forces. And so Doctor Light has essentially to basically to fill the hole in his heart. It seems like he's built a second son. Uh, Mega Man, uh, or in the games he's called Rock. That's his normal name. Is just Rock. Um, and, so his uh, name is Rock. Is that like his? And it's because it's Rock and game, Roll, right? And his sister's name is Roll in the game. So, so that's Roll. their. That's, is that their human name? Yeah. I was. I'm a little. I was Those fuzzy are like on that. They're, they're like they're like human day to day life names. Okay. And then when he suits up in the blue suit, he's Mega Man. Like it's like Clark Kent and Superman. Think about it like right. that. Like he's just Rock when he's at the house, like hanging out. Um, there was a lot of me. There's a every character in the Mega Man video game series is named after something musical. That's like a thing. Like Proto Man is not Proto Man in Japan. He's Blues. Okay. okay. His name is Blues, but he wears red, which is a little strange. Um, <laughs> but he's Blues, and like uh, that's, a, that's kind of a very because all the like the Cowboy Bebop titles are all named after exactly. certain albums and yes. stuff. Yeah, it's a very it's, yeah. they're very Western music inspired, <laughs> right? Which is kind of fun. Uh, there's a lot of different characters like that. Um, in uh, in Mega Man, but. Um, so this song, The Unrest in the House of Light, is him talking to Mega Man and basically saying to him, like, finally telling him the truth of what happened uh, before his creation. Like, your brother went in there. Just everything I just said. He he died. He failed. He would, you know, the people, no one helped him. You know, you can't follow in those footsteps. Because I think at this point, Mega Man's showing some signs of wanting to 
do something to change what's going on in the city and, and lights like no 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 don't do it so this is essentially like a hero's journey type deal like kind he, of, yeah, yeah he's in, so question though now, now, now is any of the stuff you said in any of the games um well y- yes yes it is okay so dr dr wiley and dr light in the games just like in the in the in the albums were partners they were partners in robotics they worked together to build these robots that would change the way everything was done from right. from mining to uh to uh, deep sea drilling to all this stuff right they built all these robots for various purposes and those are the robots you see him you fight in those first couple of games like uh bomb man i mean it's a silly guy with a bomb on his head guts or man <laughs> guts man in the games universe they were built for certain purposes guts man was there to move heavy objects out of the way so they could continue to mine bomb man was there to blow holes in mines like so these these robots were created to like help serve people and then dr wiley gets a little uh screw loose and decides he's going to reprogram them to be his robot minions and like for world domination kind of thing okay so in that way that there's there's a big similarity there right the difference is certainly tonally right so the Mega Man games are silly and fun and they kind of get this like old school they are very bright and yes, cheerful yes <laughs> there's an 80s early 90s anime inspiration there yeah in the art style and the vibe where there's danger inherent there's bad guys and good guys and fighting and all that stuff but it's all handled very it's very kid friendly um it's got kid gloves on the whole time right the album, yeah, and you mentioned Blade Runner earlier. This takes place in kind of like a almost like a, well, it is a post-apocalyptic world, yeah. and yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, it's very dystopian. It's very, it's very. Right. Uh, th- there's a, like a totalitarianism thing with Doctor Wiley. He's got the Iron Fist, right? Right. Um, so basically, what you, you are, they're lifting those those very basic ideas of what the characters are and the relationships between the characters, the father son relationship with Mega Man and Doctor Light. The uh, former friends and and maybe slight rivals, like right, uh, but with Doctor Light and Doctor Wiley, and even the the outcast son, the son who uh, came before Mega Man, who uh, in the game, like I said, he takes off on his own because he doesn't, you know, he's angry at his father. In this case, he's you know sent away to war and and doesn't make it out kind right. of thing. Um, but they're taking these very basic. Uh, connections between characters and they're just they're they're kind of expanding on it and and making it fit into kind of their darker version of i hate to do dark could I, I hate the use of you know what i mean though no it's a little more, bit prettier yeah, yeah they're more they're more uh, adult right yeah mm-hmm. all right so that was unrest in the house of light let's move on this is the will of one also for i think the next song yep this one takes place right after the conversation okay yeah All right, so that was the will of one. Is that yes. the will of one? So, and we in that song we heard a little bit more of what we talked about earlier, which is kind of that keyboard, that eight bit, um, that from the video game. There's, There's even a, a direct bit. reference to one of the songs from the from the original NES games in there. There's a little bit of a 
uh, I believe it's Airman. Um, there's a little bit of a a keyboard bit that's like straight sampled from. Yes. Um, and so that was Mega Man and Dr. Light in that song too. That was both of them together. Yeah. This is, this is kind of the, so that, that previous song we talked about uh, is more, it's kind of Dr. Light's plea to Mega Man. Like, don't, I understand you think you're doing what's right, but this is what happened to your, your brother who you didn't know about. <laughs> um, uh, and, Cause Dr. Light's not, his hands aren't clean completely. That's just, you know, right. he's made some mistakes. <laughs> um, this is kind of Mega Man's response to that that conversation, the previous one. This is Mega Man saying, like, you know, kind of like one of those, it's it's like the hero's journey. It's like you said, it's like, I'm my own man. I'm going to go out and... Right. This very is, Luke Skywalker, very heroes, that classic, like, no, you can't hold me back, adult. This I'm is my destiny. Go, yep. I'm going. It's him yep. fighting to embrace. I'm going to go right. out there and do what I have to do and stuff. And I, I always, I, I dig that there's a, there's an element of um, faith in humanity that carries throughout both, um, both albums. That's like kind of. Th- there's moments where it's kind of uplifting and it's kind of, uh, it's it's. There's a hopefulness to it, but then there's moments where you go, yeah, humanity is pretty bad. Like, the, the, we do kind of suck. This um, is the Hope Rides Alone song. Hope Rides Alone, yeah. yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, where he howls out, Hope Rides Alone. Uh, yes. And this is the the Mars Volta lyric. The, where I, when he hits that part, it's very... Cause, and that's the Mega Man voice, correct? That's Mega Yeah, he's a lot more screechy, a lot more uh, and I can, pitched, I can see more. Radiohead as well. A little For bit sure. There. Yeah. Um, but there's that... My favorite part of this song, storyline-wise, is when he... He leaves. I love. There's a reference to um, him being up on a skyscraper, being above the city, and that's that. To me, that's totally a a reference to that intro to Mega Man Two, where the the um, camera pans up to the top of that building. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. See Mega Man up on top, kind of overlooking the. Um, and I think in the, in the liner notes they even mention him like standing high above, like you know. Um, and I really love the bit right before he does the Howling the Hope Rides Alone thing, because he gets to um, a makeshift graveyard, or grave, that's been constructed for where Proto-Man fell. Proto-Man fell. fell. And uh, someone has written on the, the, the makeshift tombstone, Hope Rides Alone, on the, on the tombstone itself. So, um, and it's insinuated, I think, that Dr. Light inscribed it I, they might even state straight out in the line okay. Dr. Light's the one that carved it in there um, but uh, he sees that and he kind of loses it that's kind of the moment when he decides he's gonna he's gonna take on Dr. Wiley follow in the footsteps of, of uh, his brother and, and go for it so well funny you should say that because yes. the next song I know yeah is called Vengeance this triple threat for me this these three in a row are the kind of the yeah this is the this is kind of the meat of the album yes and this opinion. is the first Vengeance is the first Pro-Man song I ever heard Okay. Actually, interestingly, yeah, yeah, because I got into them a few years after they started. You know, I think a lot of people. I mean, it, it slowly, you know, right, built. Um, and uh, I don't think their second album had come out yet when I first heard this, but I heard it on it. I don't even know how I found it. I was interested in watching a movie called Cash Earn. Okay. Which is a Japanese movie based on an old Japanese anime. I have it here. Hold on. Okay. So I, I heard about this movie. I was really into uh, Japanese movies at, the, at this point in time. Can I borrow this? I've, dude, 100%. It rules. Okay. Um, and it's based on an old anime. And so I was looking up trailers for this movie, Cash Earn. 
because I wanted to see if it would be worth you know checking out. And um, somebody did one of those like music videos with like footage from Cashern, but set to Vengeance by the Proto Men. And I was like, "What is this song?" <laughs> and I had heard their name before through Capcom's website. But I was like, "Oh, this is the Mega Man band," because I like I kind of like wrote, I'm like, "Okay, a Mega Man band." Ugh. Like I bet they just play like eight bitty stuff on stage, and that's. And then I was like, "Damn, that rules!" And I like I, that. I was a fan at that point. I was hooked. But. Yeah, and I didn't mention this in like I, I'm in my thoughts on Proto Man, but I really do appreciate that it's not. It's not wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nudge. They play it very straight. Like yeah. it is. It, it is a. <laughs> It is a very. It's music first, I think. It's music first, and yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not a joke. It is played very, and I like that more than just like going up there and having kind of an ironic distance. Yes, for sure. With their live shows, they get kind of fun and goofy and cheeky with it. You kind of have to. You're at a live show. You got to do that, right? Right. Like when he sings as Mega. When 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 Panther sings as Mega Man, somebody comes out. They have a hype man in the band. Yeah, who's just the hype man? Right. His name's Kilroy, (laughs) and Kilroy comes out. Oh, st- yeah, that's another influence. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, like there's a, all their names are Murphy Weller, <laughs> Robocop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, but they he puts a Mega Man helmet when he sings his Mega Man. He puts it on his head. Okay. And it's got a mic inside that he plugs in right here. It's super sweet. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And they know it's ridiculous. But like when you're there, you're caught up in it and you're like, yes. I think with something like a Mega Man, like it, it, in album form, though, you have to either, either has to be. Like if you're gonna make like a goofy silly song, then I think a lot of the album has to be goofy or silly, yes. or you have to just go straight forward. You've got to commit to you've got to commit to one tone or the other, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that. So uh, let's get to vengeance here. This yeah. is the next song on the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was just that's actually the Mars Volta what I was thinking of when he hits that yeah when he starts hitting the high high notes that's all Mega Man right yes yes so that's it but there is there is very much a punk influence there too you can see like they're influ- very punkish and yeah. I think that's kind of cool is kind of on this first album especially is spot the influence I think the second album is a little bit more consistent well, in what they're being influenced by but this one is kind of spot the influence uh, and, the first and one. we mentioned so there were when they when they wrote this first album there were students. Yes. So they were learning all these, probably, I would assume, these guys were learning different, they were learning what some of their influences were going to be. Because, like, when you're taking music classes, you're going to hear stuff you've never heard before. I think that's a guarantee, right? When you're going to go in with preconceived, you know, uh, taste in what you like, certainly, but, like, when you're exposed to something new, it can can kind of broaden your horizons and you want to kind of make that part of your your sound or try it, you know, so you can hear a lot of that. Um, yeah. And it's very much a first album, a first work, a first movie, like trying to fit every single possible thing you've ever wanted to do. And, totally. Cause you don't know if you're going to do it again. So good totally. for that. Yeah. And they've mentioned that, that, that in terms of a, from an artistic perspective, like that first album, yes, it sounds, there's a grunginess and a griminess to the sound and a, like a dirtiness to the sound because they were recording, songs as students and like this yeah they did they had they had technology certainly and stuff but 
that was you know they, they were working out who they were as a band but they've also mentioned that from a storyline perspective there's a reason for why the second album sounds so much cleaner and crisper it's not just that they had an actual like producer uh meatloaf's producer produced their second album um okay which is awesome yeah you can hear that inspiration in that album too um but like because they they've mentioned i think the quote was and i'm paraphrasing a little bit is act one the first album is after the bombs fell Act two is before all that, so it's gonna sound. There's gonna be more of a sereneness and a cleanness to the sound, like, right? Yeah. So I always dug that. Um, so the story of this one is: this is Mega Man, kind of like kicking ass, snapping, like saying, "This is him challenging Doctor Wily and the robots." Right. Yeah. So this is where we get it. This is basically the lead up to the game, right? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. This is essentially where your first game would be, right? This is where he he because in the game. Um, you know, you always end at uh, Wily's fortress, which is always has a silly skull. Yes, <laughs> and they mention the liner notes that like the his his tower almost looks like a skull. They mention that in the liner notes. I was like, that's so sweet. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, he's basically storming the gates, right? And he's fucking up robots left and right. But my favorite part on this album, uh, is and my favorite line is the, um, yeah, there's there's a, a shadowy figure that steps out from the mass of robots that Mega Man's fighting. And uh, the line is, the the lyric is, uh, um, a shadow, it covers your face, but your eyes shine just like mine. And I'm like, oh, because that's, that's when you go, oh, shit, it's Proto Man, he's alive. Yeah, like, so in this Proto Man universe, Proto Man now is essentially, whether he's been reprogrammed to by, by Wiley to work for him or to be part of his army, or whether he's chosen the path of, like... Uh, surrender and giving in to the to the tyranny of Wiley. Whatever's happened here, and I think it's a free will thing. I think he's chosen to do this. For whatever reason, he's decided to side with Wiley. Um, who knows what kind of crazy... If, if Wiley can brainwash an entire city full of people, and we've seen in real life how easy that is to do, um, yeah. then he could probably figure out a way to, to pervert Proto-Man against his own father's ideals. So... I love that bit. I love when the two of them clash it ahead. And Proto Man's basically at this point, and then it carries on to the next song. Proto Man's like, "You're gonna have to kill me." <laughs> He's like, he kind of because he kind of wants to break Mega Man's spirit. I think like he wants to show him like people aren't gonna do anything, you know. So yeah, I love all this stuff. I think it's so cool. I love the the idea that we have uh, two uh, beings created in a lab uh, who are basically fighting for human ideals that the humans don't even have anymore <laughs> like I, I love right. that yeah it's cool so that scratches that itch for me so now we're gonna go back we're gonna this is act two which yes. is the prequel so yes we're gonna start off with father of death so let me yeah. i'm gonna play it here and then we can talk about yeah, it for sure everything that i've done i have done but it's turned out all wrong. Okay, so this one yeah. is one, yeah, 
that yeah, I don't remember this one. This uh, this is probably so. This is this is where we hear a couple influences. This is the 1984 um, influence because sure. yes, this is um, and this is also where you hear some of that Sergio Leone influence as well. Yes. Now this okay. So we have we're in a prequel. Will you explain this song to me and the good people listening that maybe yeah. are not familiar with it? What's going on here? Yeah, because we so, get to, we get a new character, right? We do an original character for the Proto Men music, um, who is Emily, who is uh, Doctor Light's. Uh, I don't want to just call her a love interest because that doesn't seem fair. She's she's she is the strong woman in Doctor Light's life who's helping be a guiding force for him and a guiding light for him, right? And 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 uh, an inspiration for him and a moral compass for him in some ways. Somebody who is he's very much in love with her, and I think she him, but. Um, they, she's a big part, and her his father, dying, uh, early from having worked in mine the like in mining for years is a big inspiration for why he wants to work to create a better future by using these robots to uh, spare people the horrors of manual labor, basically. Okay. Um, and so he's so eager to do that that he's blind or willing to look away from the fact that. His partner Wiley is showing signs that he's got maybe other ideas, um, and I think Wiley even mentions in the previous song when they're discussing it. He says something along the lines of like, um, "If you replace the working parts, you get a different machine." It's like almost like all it's going to take is us to make a couple tweaks, and we could have something different here. Like, um, and so this is this is Doctor Light having serious regrets about flipping the switch to turn these things on um, because it's been his lifelong dream and ambition yes but he knows that it could go very wrong and he's seen the signs that it will go very wrong and he ignored those signs um, and then Emily is also singing the song uh, The Gambler that's the 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 female singer you hear a lot in these Protoman songs and the Act 2 songs um she plays Emily and uh Emily's kind of confronted by Dr. Wiley. Um Dr. Wiley's shown up to steal or dispose of some plans that Light's left in his apartment or his whatever wherever he lives. And uh when he's kind of busted by Emily, he makes an offer to her like, why don't you get out with me? Like, you don't right. want to stick around light anymore. Things are going to go bad for him pretty quick here. And she says, no, I'm going to stand by. Stand by your man, right? <clears throat> so, and then she hasn't, uh, she gets killed because Wiley has uh, another character that we should mention. Uh, in the games, they're called Sniper Joes. Okay, this and was thank these you. Yeah. Green robots, and they're just regular enemies that you fight in levels. They're green robots with these this one red glowing kind of eye in the center of their helmet. They're called Sniper Joes, and they were always called Sniper Joes since they've been in almost every Mega Man game since the first. And uh, so this robot that's inspired by Sniper Joe kills Emily and and leaves her. Now, is that in the song we're going to talk about next? Is that happen in? Uh, breaking out? No, this the, she's she's killed in Father of Death. Is um, she killed in Father of yeah. Death? Okay, I'm, yeah. yeah, sorry, I've got, I've got the liner notes. There's in front a back of me. and forth between Wiley and Emily where he's like, it's the maybe the most musically like show tunes 
thing in the album where they like have yeah. like a conversation. That's what I wanted to mention too. So this uh, this is very um influenced by Streets of Fire, Jim Steinman, um a lot of like musicals and one of the things in musicals and it and it takes action movies are kind of the same way they talk about it too. It's like you're so filled with emotion or rage or whatever, whatever feelings you have that like you get overcome and you have to break out into song. <laughs> like that's kind of, There's that's a like that. a mu- yeah. musical. And that's kind of, that's what I got from this album. And it, it's like that way in streets of fire is more based around, like they don't break out into song in streets of fire, but it's more based around, but even that is just like, it's telling the story but the of music in streets of fire. Like the musical numbers in streets of fire are echoing the story that's happening exactly. outside of the musical. Numbers. Yeah, like tonight is what it means to be young is about like it's what the movie what is you're about. Seeing yeah. On screen. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not that they're breaking out into yeah. I know what you mean. For sure. All right, so let's uh, let's do break oh, speaking of breaking out. Yeah, so I should mention before we but before we move into breaking out, breaking out so act 2 as an album I feel like is kind of in two parts. So there's there's everything with light leading up to uh, Emily being killed and him being framed essentially for it. Um and then the, after that, you get the Joe stuff, with uh, with which kicks off with breaking out. So we're yeah we're into the Joe stuff. There's now, a the time sniper there's Joe a stuff. time jump too. Okay. So there is a time jump of years w- between lights escaping into the night, avoiding uh, being strung up on a rope by the the angry mob, and Joe coming to the realization he's not happy with how with his life and kind of where things are. Um, there is a time, a, a gap in time there, okay. um, and uh, there's a shift in, in in the vibe of the album too. I feel like um, I feel like that the first half of the album with like Father of Death that we listened to, it's got it's a lot more westerny all the sounds and like it's it's there's a more of an old school vibe about it and kind of like that that almost there's some country guitar in there and some stuff like that and and uh, that makes it feel like an old west. Uh, early industrial which fits with the whole idea of like this mining right you know this 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 very uh this city that's a lot of blood sweat and tears when you get to joe's stuff wiley's now taken over the city everything is this this beautiful technological utopia but people are living under the thumb of wiley and there's this 80s synthy sound to the second half of the album that has a little bit of that that 80s futuristic vibe to it and feels a little more in line with what I would envision that future to look like, um, if that makes sense from a from a cinematic standpoint. So, yeah. So breaking out. Anyway. So yeah, let's let, yeah let's jump into it and let's hear what you're talking about here. This is breaking out. Yeah. The engine's running, baby. We don't have time for goodbyes. I know you can't come with me. I see that look in your eyes. So kiss me fast, cause there's no time to lose Leave the light on, I'll come back for you Everything you said me down, I swear I'm gonna make it right Okay, so that was breaking out, so yeah... Y- 
Meatloaf is one of them. The other one, he sounds very, that's very Springsteen-y too. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that is very, speaking of like industrial. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, people working in the mines and stuff like that. That's a young guy that wants to fight the man. Yeah. Right, yes. But Jim Steinman, of course, wrote a lot of the songs. Yeah. And he wrote two songs for Streets of Fire, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he wrote a lot of the songs. And that's very much what they're inspired by. You can hear it a ton. It's actually... My favorite, I think this is my favorite song on this album. I think yeah. my favorite song on both albums might be Vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> but um, this is my favorite song on this album because it's, this is where, uh, this is one I might like, this is one I might revisit. This is a song I might throw on like a playlist of like songs I like. <laughs> it's a good running song. It is a good running song. And it is, I have a weakness for that kind of big meatloafy like rock opera. That operatic. Yes. 80, 80s rock opera. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's a, it's a cool song. It's a sweeping Song. So this is where we're introduced to Joe. This is yeah, Sniper Joe, and we get a little bit of a choir here right. and all sorts of stuff. Yep. Right. So and this, this is, is an original character in many ways, right? It's inspired by Sniper Joe, um, because in the, in the in the next song, not the next song we're going to be listening to, but the the song in between, uh, Breaking Out and uh, Light of the Night, uh, Joe confronts the sniper robot with the red eye and the green helmet. And Dr. Light helps him take it out. And Joe winds up wearing the helmet. Um, so he becomes Sniper Joe, right? And so they, they turn this kind of like random oddball just enemy that's on various levels of Mega Man into like a key character in this prequel story. Um, so this is Joe basically like he's, uh, he's fed up with living in this city and the, the city keeping him down. He's a young man, prowling the streets, and he wants a better future. It's, it's just classic like... It's it's another hero's journey type thing, but it's a little bit more rebellious and a little bit more youthful right. than like the classic swashbuckling hero story. This feels a little bit more. It's got a little bit more of that '80s influence of like where your your good guys were a little bit more dangerous than you know what. And by dangerous, I mean they wore a leather jacket and maybe smoked. Right. You know what I mean though. Like that <laughs> yeah. was the, that was the thing. So uh, Joe is that guy. Joe is Jason Patrick in Lost Boys, right? Yeah, and it goes along with a little bit like with the stuff it's inspired by, where it takes place in its own universe, in its own time. Like you can't like there are there are bits and pieces from different decades yeah. in like different in different times because a lot of the, a lot of the characters in the eighties that you're talking about are like seem like characters you could take it from the like the nineteen fifties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 that cyclical nature of yeah for sure. So. Uh, this is Joe deciding that he's fed up and he's going to do something different and, and he's he's going to find a way to, to change things, um, that he's over it and uh, he's tired of living under Wiley's uh, false utopia and he rides out in the night on his motorcycle like any good rebel would. And uh, you get the female chorus telling him not to turn his back on the city. It's like his conscience. Not his conscience, but it's that that thing on his shoulder that's telling him, oh, don't, you know, but he doesn't listen to that. He's a he's a real rebel, that Joe. Um, so uh, played by James Ransone. What's that? Uh, you know James Ransone yeah. from It Chapter Two. Yeah, he plays him in the Proto Man movie, the short film. Oh, he really? Plays Joe, he rules. <laughs> he's really sweet. He's got a sick jacket and a motorcycle. It's awesome. You need to watch this. I will watch it. Yeah. Yes, I, I apologize. I should have watched it before, but no, you're good. Um, so you ready to move on to light up the night? Our yes. final song here. Yeah. All right. So this, this is like the Proto Man, like. This is the most. This is like their single, like their single. Like this is the this, most streamed song 
that they have. I'm sure. By and, I think by far. Yeah, this is the one. So if somebody's like, hey. The what? closest one next to it is The Hounds, I think. The Hounds Rules. That's yeah. the Dr. Wiley song where Dr. Wiley sings the whole thing. Okay. Which is not Panther singing, by the way. Okay. It's Turbo Lover singing. <laughs> The other singer. He's not with the band anymore. Sorry, what um, were you saying? You, this is their single? This is like the big... So this is... Um, is this their closer? No, it's not actually. They usually play this towards the end of the set, certainly, but not closing. Um, it's Do Vendetta from the first album is always the final song of the night. Okay. Which is the one that just list off my... Guts man. <laughs> Cut man. Yeah, they do the whole... Yeah, Because it's kind of a party. Um, right. But uh, this uh, this one, if, if somebody asked me like, hey... You talk about proto men, or you're wearing a proto men, or whatever. Like you're you're into this thing. What's a song I should listen? To? I go listen to Light Up the Night. If you like it, try some more. If you don't, don't bother. I mean, which is weird to say because Light Up the Night's not necessarily the most proto men proto men song, right? But there's enough of it in there where I feel like it's the most it's the most easily accessible and listenable of their songs. This is like, well, I mean, like Buffy. Someone's like, hey, get me hooked on Buffy. You don't pick the first episode. You no. maybe pick like Band Candy or like, not even Band Candy because that's, but you know what I mean? Like you pick something later on in yeah. the in the episode. Like, and that's a TV show when someone asks you that. Well, that used to be how it was. I don't know how it is. Like, yeah, X-Files, you don't necessarily pick the pilot. You pick something. <laughs> I know what you mean, right? Yes. Yeah, like hey, if you want a taste of something, usually you're not going to go for the first thing. Right. Yeah. So here it is, light up the night. Yeah. That was Light Up the Night we just heard. So, that was our last song here. That one is very much a Jim Steinman <laughs> influence song. Yeah, spot yes. on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that one you can tell. The female chorus in the background. Yes. That pumping synthy sound. Yeah, the whole. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So, what's the story of that one? This is, So, okay. So, at this point, Joe and, and Dr. Light have kind of met up, right? Um, and they have become kind of a mentor Joe's almost become his protege in some ways right he's he's now he understands he doesn't necessarily understand all the history between Light and Wiley and that's actually probably what leads to his undoing in a lot of ways um, because Light is so eager to put an end to Wiley for personal reasons on top of like philosophical and moral reasons he's he's angry at Wiley and understandably so he killed Emily and he destroyed his name and cast him out um but joe's eagerness to 
put an end to the way things are because he sees through the bullshit um, and he's not afraid to do something about it, his eagerness becomes his undoing uh, because Light is willing to use him as a weapon in a lot of ways. Uh, and it's another morally gray thing for Dr. Light, in my opinion, where he's not a perfect guy and he makes mistakes and he screws up. Um, but this is this is them... This is, uh, them finalizing their plan to basically blow up the communications tower at the top of uh, Wiley's fortress in the middle of the city. So Joe's going to drive off with his really cool helmet, green helmet, and uh, plant some sort of bomb on top of the antenna and cut Wiley's communications to the rest of the city. So that that's the plan. Uh, it doesn't go great. Yeah, so how does this album end? Um, Story-wise. Sad. Um Joe gets there, breaks into the lobby, gets all the way to the top, and uh, Wiley just blows the tower up and kills Joe as like a message to Light, like, don't bother, I already had you figured out. Right. Uh, and then just turns on another tower. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. And so Light's like crushed and destroyed. And then at the very end, he opens up a letter from Emily that she wrote the day before she was killed. The, the day he was planning to turn on these machines, she wrote this letter to him. And uh, he hasn't looked at it because he hasn't been able to bring himself to look at it. So he opens it up and he reads her words and she's basically telling him, don't give up. There's always a way. And he's inspired. And at the very end of this album, he starts building Proto Man, which leads into Act One, which also doesn't go well. <laughs> Man, I want Act Three to go well. I think it's going to. I saw they, 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 That was an old quote. I think we've we've moved on. I think, I think given... It's taken them a very long time to do this album, and I think part of why perhaps they've retooled it a few times is because given the things that have happened to our world in between... Right, for sure. Maybe we need... It doesn't need to be a happy ending for everybody. No, but... but maybe we need an ending that's a little bit more uplifting than humanity sucks and we're all going to... But you kind of... And you've kind of seen the... Sh- uh, you can see the shift from that in a lot of kind of popular yes. art in the, and a I lot of recent yeah even even some of the stuff without spoiling too much even some of the stuff in the batman is dark and gritty as it is <laughs> yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that there's a there's there is an element of like uplifting it's kind of similar it reminded me of this in a way and that like gotham kind of feels similar in the its own little world and all that yeah. but it's not about is it it's not this bleak overly like distressing thing it's about batman becoming a hero becoming the there needs batman. To be a symbol that will yeah yes in being in what he wants to use it for so so anyway without yeah giving away too much because i didn't know that's still out there but yeah i i kind of think there is a there is a balance you can find and i, I think agree. we've seen that i think we've seen a shift to that in a lot of a lot of and stuff I appreciate recently. That. yeah you don't have to be nihilistic all the time right i think it's, it's you can be sometimes the, though sometimes oh <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's great um i think that these first couple albums are a little bit sometimes there's a hopefulness to them still even even with all the horrible stuff happening right but, um they have released uh, a few songs from Act Three. That usually, when they go on tour, they play a new song, right? So there's four or five songs that will be on that album whenever it comes out that they've they've played, and they've never. There's lyrics online for the songs. Okay. They've never been upfront about who's singing the songs because I don't think they want to spoil anything storyline wise. But people have kind of sussed out what's going on a little bit. Um, it seems like it's at least the first half of the album is going to be Mega Man completely disillusioned with everything and saying, I'm not 
fighting for any of you people. Right. And there is a female character who's also played by the gambler who is singing on a few of the songs who is seems to be very she's very uplifting and like we're gonna kick some ass and take some names so the common thought process is that she's role or a version of role i don't okay. think role's gonna be built by dr light like i don't think i think she's gonna be a human okay and she's gonna be the human that she could either straight up just take Mega Man's spot and be the hero which i'd be fine with if she's the one that that brings about the end of Wily, or she's going to bring Mega Man out of his depression and funk, and they're going to work together to do it. So either way, I'm cool with that. I think that's what we're gonna what we're gonna get. That's my theory. Cool. And I know I said like I'm not like a fan, but I'm de- I'm gonna listen to this album because I want to see how this how shakes sh- out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so sure. I'm hooked. I am hooked though. So, <laughs> so you maybe the, I am. Maybe I want to see the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's cool. So that's the thing. Is like like you're never gonna connect, and, and, and it's fine. You're never going to connect to the music from a, as a fan of Mega Man and going, I want to listen to a Mega Man band. Right. That's good. Honestly, that's a good thing. Because I didn't either. Because when I heard they were, like, I'm a huge Mega Man fan, obviously. Right. But I didn't, I didn't listen to the Proto Man because I was a Mega Man fan. It wasn't, it was, I'd heard of them. Like I said, I wrote them off as, oh God, it's a, they go up there and they play, songs from the Mega Man games and that's cool and that's neat but like I don't need to listen to that and then I by happenstance heard them because I was looking up Kashurn the Japanese and I was like whoa this yeah. is pretty rad like this is Protoman okay I'll you know so I'm yeah I'm excited that you're you're willing to see this thing through <laughs> you know to the end so yeah very I'm cool. looking forward to it hopefully they actually release it at some point very it's cool. been a long time so do we do how do we pick we got to pick who we think is better, right? Ah, uh, well, you know, we 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 started have with the concept, but I don't think we ever have released. No, it. I think we've explored kind of. But have you ever played the game while you listen to the Proto Men? I have. Okay, because that's I the. Have. I think that's the perfect way to experience this. I yeah. have, man. It's it's actually um, it's kind of sweet. Yeah, I've I've done that before. I usually once every two or three years, I play through every Mega Man. So like, I play, um. Mega Man 1 through... They're at 11 now. And I, I play them all over the course of a month. That's my goal, is finish it in a month. And uh, last time I did it was about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And I played 1 through 11, and Mega Man and Base, which is a side story one. I played all of them. And I finished it in like two weeks, which is like crazy. But it was COVID times, so... Right. You know, times were different. But... Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do next. Cool. I'm, I'm really pumped. They just played a show in Nashville. They played their New Year's Eve show. Okay, so they're back doing shows. Yes, yeah. they played the New Year's Eve show in April because it got canceled. They still call it the New Year's Eve show. Oh, okay. They still dropped, <laughs> they still dropped the ball and stuff, which is fun. <laughs> um, they actually, they dropped the giant, uh, you know, you've seen pictures of, like the COVID cell, like that. Oh, did they? Ju- they okay. dropped it, and then everybody, they, they tossed out pinata things, and everybody smashed the shit out of it. <laughs> they didn't drop one of the energy balls? That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I hope the third album happens at some point here in the near future. It'd be cool. So, yeah. Yep, yep. Cool. Hey, what are we doing next, man? Yeah, do you want to do the X-Men thing? I absolutely would love to. So this, yeah, this one is going to be a... Uh, this I was guess. very Willy-heavy, this one. <laughs> this <laughs> this is one. Tim's. We're in Tim's territory. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to switch mine up and... 
we are going to do, and it's gonna also going to be another very nerdy thing, so whatever. Uh, but Deal it's, with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to read the Dark Phoenix saga. And I know the Dark Phoenix has been... Did we decide on the Dark Phoenix? We're going to do Dark Phoenix. I think that's the easiest... Yes. I think that's the most accessible thing, too, because even if you don't... I think most people... People people talk about the whole Phoenix thing because like she gets fe- the Phoenix Force not significantly before the Dark Phoenix stuff happens, but a little while beforehand. Right. The, the early Phoenix stuff is not great. It's fine. The Dark Phoenix stuff is where it's at. That's the. So we're gonna do. We're gonna read, and I'm. Um, we'll make sure to post the issues that you should read. I guess I got to do some research on what exact issues they are. Yeah. Um. So if you have Marvel Unlimited or you can find the trades, um. But we're not gonna watch any. We're not gonna watch X Men Three. We're not gonna watch Dark Phoenix. Yeah. We're gonna. Please don't. Please we're gonna go back to what I think is a pretty good adaptation if I remember correctly. And I want to dive into it too because this thing was on like Fox Prime Time back in the day. Um, we're going to yes. do the X-Men cartoon, the Dark Phoenix adaptation that the X-Men cartoon is. And I think it's going to be an interesting way to kind of dive into how to adapt things when you have different characters in what you're de- Like the X-Men cartoon has different characters than what the comics had in the roster at the time. Yes. So how you balance those things and how it, happens when you come into it so that's on disney plus i think the entire x-men cartoon is on disney plus and i'm kind of excited for the new series that comes out i think next year that new x-men cartoon series they're, they're reviving the the 90s um what, are they, what is it called what's the new series called x-men 90 isn't it just called x-men 92 92 yes. yeah yes yeah and there's this actually there's this comic oh. i picked up this week called x-men 92 house of x or whatever and it's it's essentially like what if the x-men cartoon adapted the current run of Krakoan era comics of the X-Men. It's really, really cool. So, so real quick, um, I had the issues up here. So, oh, perfect. Um, so they, some people consider it divided into a couple different parts. So if you want to read the early, early, we're not going to be covering it really, but if you want to read the early stuff where um, the team goes uh, to, um, they do something with the Macron crystal and, and she gets the Phoenix Force there. That's X-Men, uncanny X-Men, number 101 through 108. That's like the earliest storyline of her getting the Phoenix Force. But we're going to be talking about the Dark Phoenix stuff specifically where she kind of gets corrupted by the Phoenix Force. That is Uncanny X-Men number 129 through 138. That's okay. that's your Dark Phoenix run that we're really... I mean, we'll be ta- I'm probably going to read both because I can't help myself. Yeah. But we're going to be primarily talking about the Dark Phoenix stuff because that's what the, the animated series really adapted yes in its own way so yeah i'm excited for this one man i haven't i haven't dug into x-men in i haven't read x-men in a while you've been okay. a little more i've caught up on a lot of i've caught up on the recent pretty well stuff. yeah, yeah. I've, i'm i'm pretty good and then i'm actually going through and reading some of the 90s stuff as well some of the awesome. like, executioner song I'm gonna... and some was good and some was not so good yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to move execute all x-men events even the good ones are way too long it's also kind of the charm of them. Like yes. you do not want a short X Men event. <laughs> Look, man, I just I I just watched Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and if anything goes on too long, it's all the storylines <laughs> in Dragon Ball Z. But it's also kind of the charm. So it's I get what it. you want. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> so. I can understand why some people don't like it. But um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, I fell off X Men because Cyclops got treated like crap. I think is why I kind of is he is he in a better spot now? Because he was man, they were like character assassinating Cyclops there for a while. Yeah, which one which one which run like turned they, you off? Was, was it the was sleeping with Emma Frost? So you didn't like the Morrison like, stuff. Yeah. I liked the no, Morrison stuff. No, I liked stuff. the Morrison stuff, but like they just kept then then, then like they didn't repair any of that relationship. See, I didn't like the 
I <laughs> and then they made him a bad guy when he got he got part of the Phoenix Force or something. Okay, see, I fell off actually X Men, and I I read a little bit of the Brubaker stuff. I like that, but after the Morrison run, they did this weird thing where that Whedon run right after astonishing, astonishing, and I I dug some of that, but yeah. like the. He was the only one that picked up on anything from Morrison's run. We they did the this. <laughs> they yeah. did this weird thing where Morrison kind of reset this whole universe and gave him a starting point, and they just said, "No, no, 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 we're gonna." <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't like, like they did stuff with Zorn that was bizarre. Yeah, they made a Magneto. I don't know, whatever. Uh, anyway, well, this is way too nerdy. Um, for all of you, I'm sorry. No, it's not. Deal with it. Um, yeah, you so, just listened to us talking about Mega Man operas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you, you're still you, with us, if you you're still here. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I'm excited for this. That'll cool. Be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. let's get out of here. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 